Hello, and welcome to the Flawed and Fearless Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Covert, where I am excited to bring you another episode today. But before we begin, make sure that you have subscribed uh, to this podcast, and definitely in the description, be sure to sign up for email, and I'll email you out when a new episode is aired. Today's topic is something that has been on my mind for quite some time now. It's about control. As human beings, we have a strong desire to have control over every aspect of our lives, but sometimes we realize that we cannot control everything. You see, when we start to rely on ourselves and our own decisions, We often have to learn to let go of the control we thought we had over others. This can be a hard realization, at least it was for me, especially when we believe that we know what is best for everyone around us because we want what's best for them. But here's the thing, letting go of control is actually a good thing. It allows us to trust others and it also helps us to keep to help develop a sense of humility. We can learn a lot from others when we stop trying to control the situation or how someone responds. One area where control can become an issue is in relationships. Have you ever found yourself trying to control your partner? Maybe you didn't like the friends they hung out with or the way they spent their money. Whatever it was, You felt like you needed to have control over the situation. I can tell you, hands down, I have. But the truth is, you cannot control another person. You can only control your own actions and reactions. Instead of trying to control your partner, try to understand their perspective. Listen, ask questions, and I'm talking actively listen. You may be surprised at what you really learn. A personal area where control can be problematic is the role of motherhood. As a mom, it's only natural to want the best for our children. We strive to ensure that everything is perfect and under control. However, this constant need for control can and has led me to feeling overwhelmed and trapped in a never-ending cycle of stress and overwhelm. So, What can we do to break from this pattern? First off, it's important to recognize that micromanaging rarely produces confidence or self-worth in the ones we love. Constantly hovering over our loved ones. And this is the same thing with relationships. I want you to apply, but as a motherhood, I can see for me, it was easier to control that. They're our children. They need us. But hovering over their loved ones or insisting on doing everything for them sends the message that we don't trust them or their abilities. I've been on the other side of that and felt like someone didn't trust me than when they were doing everything. This can lead to a lack of self-confidence and a feeling of inadequacy, not enough. Furthermore, in the process of micromanaging, we often neglect our own personal growth, our own needs. We become so consumed with ensuring that everything is perfect in the lives of others, that we, the ones that we love, that we forget our own needs our own desires, our own aspirations. It's critical to remember that we need to take care of ourselves first 
and then be able to take care of others effectively in our best state. I've said this before on other podcasts. Do you want a leader taking care of your children? Do you want a leader inspiring your partner? Do you want a leader inspiring you? We'll do that for others. Because otherwise, as you're not taking care of your own needs, you do not become an effective person to lead others. So how can we let go of control and create more of a balanced and fulfilling life? One way is to delegate tasks and responsibilities. It's okay to ask for help from our partners, our family members, our friends, or children. By entrusting others with some of the responsibilities, we not only enlighten and lighten our load, but also empower those around us to take charge and grow. They're not expected to do it perfect every time. But can you imagine if you let your children do something, if you let your spouse do it and just accept how it is, put the main points, I need these three things done. And I've done this before. And sometimes you learn from them. I learned ways from my husband where I didn't actually know. He did it a way that was more effective and better. And I took tips from him. And it was absolutely fabulous. And I mean, again, I grew from it. I was grateful. I came back to that project and thought of it more. I was more grateful to be taken care of that instead of feeling constantly overwhelmed. So another helpful strategy is to practice self-care. Oh, is that a big one? Taking the time for ourselves to engage in activities that bring us joy and relaxation can help us recharge and refocus. This can include things like exercise, meditation, reading, or even just taking a relaxing bath. It's so important. By replenishing our own energy and positivity, we are better equipped to handle the challenges that come with motherhood and life in general with our partners. You are less likely to react to a situation when you are a higher bucket, when you feel full. Now, this is all important because being overwhelmed is never put in a good state. And I don't know about you, but I have been there so many times that I have been so overwhelmed, so just beyond stress from doing everything that people started to talk to me and I reacted to a very little of what they were trying to say. And it really had nothing to do with anything. And I made the problem. I made it a bigger deal. I thought they were criticizing me. But in reality, I was so tired. I was so overwhelmed. I was so personally attached to this that I got very defensive and I attacked back. So letting go of control can also be a benefit for our personal lives. I mean, have you ever found yourself stressed out because you were trying to control the outcome of a situation? Maybe you were planning a party. Uh, Maybe the things didn't go exactly as planned. Instead of focusing on the things that went wrong, try to focus on the things that went right. Life is unpredictable and sometimes we just have to go with the flow. Sometimes things will not work out exactly the way we planned. Sometimes we can't save our children or our spouse from failure. But the truth is, how many times have you saved people from failure, you saved people from things, and they didn't learn the lesson, and they kept doing it and doing it and doing it. All they learned was to come to you. So you're more overwhelmed. They really need you because there's no other way out. 
And I don't know about you because I've been there. And especially children, to me, change a perspective. I can watch my child do something and watch my spouse do the same. And I find more innocence when I see my child do it. I'm like, oh, wow, I can see more compassion in that situation. I can see how this might be coming more from a place of they don't even realize they're doing it. But when it's an adult, I tend to find out it's like, I feel like it's manipulative. It's on purpose. You're like, they're like doing it on purpose to me. And the truth is, I've said this saying to me to myself so many times, you know, that movie, uh, he's just not that into me. Well, it's the same thing. I think about that. That person is not thinking about me 24 seven. Even if this person has put in their life and their lot in life is to hope that I have all bad karma. This person is wishing me bad things. I'll be honest. As long as I stay away from that, as long as I keep taking that and trying to fill myself up and showing that I can think about the things where this person thinks I'm not a great friend or this person thinks I'm not a good person or however it is. But the truth is, is that they're hurting themselves. They're not hurting me. They're hurting themselves. And that's a person that's saying not your friend and letting that go. But when it's somebody close to you, If you do not let someone experience life, then the next time they do, it's harder. Again, if we don't teach our children how to fold clothes or tie their shoes younger, then they're going to go in the world and people are going to think that they know that. And they're not going to be as easy and compassionate with them. And the same thing is with a partner. You're supposed to be that person that says, hey, I know this is uncomfortable, but I'm going to stand by side. And I'm going to help you get through this, but I'm here for help. And the truth is, I don't know everything. I can show you my way, but you might come up with a better way. And maybe you can teach me. Be open to that. It's it's letting go of that control. And the truth is, is the control is rooted in a fear. That fear of what? Fear of letting go, fear of not being needed, maybe fear of not being enough. I don't know. But for me, my fear became when I started to let go and let my children do more things, let my spouse. And I'm not saying letting because it's, it came up where I was so frustrated. I was resentful. I was beyond aggravated of feeling overwhelmed. Well, you get almost, I don't want to say the word addiction is addiction, but we become, we almost see the, the good in in being the victim. Oh, well, while I'm focusing on me taking on too much, me being stressed out, I don't have to focus on not being fully aware of my desires in life, my purpose in life. I lose that. I don't have to look at that because that's even scarier. I have to look at myself you know, and sometimes that's the scariest part is when we're afraid of moving forward, when we're afraid of taking chances on ourselves. What if we're not good enough? What if we fail at our own purposes? This I'm really good at. I'm good at taking care of my, these people, but they're taking advantage. Well, that's, I always take this as a sign. If there is something coming up as negativity, I always believe that life is about a balance and 
it depends on the stage and where kids are stage of your relationship, you know, in the beginning of a marriage in two years, it would be different as far as the needs and wants than it is 20 years from now. It could be more of, I needed you to be my constant partner. It may progress in 10 years that I need you to be my mentor. I need you to be my support. I need you to be my constant. And again, it changes and it ebbs and flows, but it's always a balance. And if there is arguing, if there is resistance, then you look at that and go, okay. And again, I always apply it first to my kids because that's just easier for me to see. So if my husband and I are having an imbalance, I try to filter that through my kids. Okay. So if my kids, again, it's just easier for me. I'm telling you, I used to do it with my dog. Okay. So if my dog, I had to just see a situation or my sister or my friend or my niece or nephew, something or a person that I'm I go, I go first to compassion. And that's why I am, I look through that glass is, you know, through that person, it makes it kind of, again, I'm looking for a better filter. And if this is a person that I'm normally defensive with, I want it to be a clean slate all the way. If I would not treat my neighbor this way, then I don't want to treat my spouse or my child or even an enemy, however you want to say you want to go to forgiveness because forgiveness, again, we've and I said this in another podcast, it's forgiveness is for yourself, not really for the other person. Holding on to anger is holding you to hold stress. It's affecting your nervous system. It's affecting your mental health. It's affecting your physical health, emotional health, everything. You can't be focusing on positivity and looking for your purpose when you're angry at another person. It's just not going to work. So it's the goals are to find forgiveness and move on, not for the other person, but you. So when I filter it through, like I said, my children, and whether again, not being their parent, just, oh, my child and their spouse, if they were together 10 years having this argument, what would I see for them? And the balance would be, okay, so case said child, this means this. Have you ever thought that maybe you two could come together? And what are your three points that you want to do that, you know, on this subject that is non-negotiable? And then what else is there? So maybe you got six points that are non-negotiable and everything else is negotiable. I mean, that's fabulous, right? So it's all coming to a point, but filter it through a person that you always find compassion through. But be open to change and balance. Life is about changing. Life is about growing. It's not going to stay the same and nor should you want to because you'll get bored or not even bored. Do you want the, I know I do not want the same responsibilities. My kids are almost nine and the other one's five. And let me tell you, I mean, it exchanged. I'm not in the middle of the night up nursing every night anymore, but it's new challenges. But let me tell you, I'm very glad that those diapers are over with. I'm very glad that, you know, feeding and nursing them is over with. Yeah, I would do things differently, but no, night after night after night, no way. So it's almost like as you progress and move forward, it is a good thing. It's a good thing to move forward and have time for other things. That is life showing you that maybe it's more time for you, less time to feel guilty, more time to figure out what your purpose is and put some time and effort into it. So really in conclusion, letting go of control can be a hard thing to do. But it's also something that can be incredibly beneficial for everyone. When we stop trying to control others, we can develop a deeper connection with ourselves and them and gain a better understanding of ourselves, which is huge. 
you can see why did I hold on to control for that? Why was it so important? And I truly hope that this episode has helped you in some way. And I look forward to bringing you more episodes soon. And if you like things like this, let me know because control, I'm telling you about the subject because I am still, your control is a way of moving through, of, I, again, having trauma personally. I had and held on to control a lot. And I complained about chaos and too much responsibility, but letting go of control was not easy for me. And one day you're going to have to. So do you want to do it a little bit at a time and let someone learn? Because it's just a choice. Do do I still want to have all the control over this? Then stop. Don't complain about it. Don't. You have to. That's what everything is about. My book is an own you. Just own your choices. But understand the clear decision or clear question that's being asked. Are you willing to keep doing all these things or keep control of so many things that you're on your plate and not ask for help? And then give up on finding more peace in your life? It, it, you just, then you decide. You don't have to make a quick decision, but you make a decision. So I really hope that you found value in this episode today. And I love to hear from you. So always let me know, comment, or send me a message. Okay, thank you for tuning in to the Flawed and Fearless podcast today. This has again been a wonderful episode enjoying this time with you. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Okay, bye.